All righty, folks. Let's not waste any time today. College football week 10. Where did the time go? Where did the season go? At least we still got a good chunk of NFL ahead. Next week I'll be back with Beaver to do NFL. We are changing the format for the NFL podcast, diving headfirst into betting, moving it back into the week. So we got player props to look at. Excited for that. But today, college football week 10. Past two weeks, four and four on the picks on the pod. Need to get better. This week, focus on getting the mind right, mental health, feeling sharp, ready to go. Uh, wanted to have a Friday night pick for you guys. Uh, have done really well on Friday night this year, earlier in the season. Hit like three in a row on Friday night football. It's actually my favorite night of the week to watch football. Don't really know why. I just love these Friday night matchups. Really wanted to lean Boston College over Syracuse, even though a lot of the numbers would point Syracuse favor, and it is at Syracuse, but I like this Boston College team. However, their quarterback is banged up, so I don't have anything right now. No need to just throw things out there. Um, if I do find something I like there, I'll post it to Fantasy Unleashed on Instagram. Uh, we're going to go over a few games today, and I, I have a couple juicy ones for our loyal listeners here. We're going to go over Ohio State at Rutgers, Kansas State at Texas, Notre Dame at Clemson, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, Missouri at Georgia, Washington at USC, LSU at Alabama, basically going over the weekend's best games, and then, of course, have to include Ohio State in there as an Ohio State fan. I should say, early in the season, I was going to make this more of a Big Ten-focused podcast week to week, but goddamn, the Big Ten is just way too boring. Um, Just can't do that to myself, honestly. Just can't talk about Iowa and Rutgers and... Uh, Northwestern, it's like the same thing over and over again. It's like, will this team score 13 points? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, But we'll just start with uh, the Ohio State game. This is a noon kickoff. Ohio State at Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers getting 18.5 right now on FanDuel. 42.5 point over under. Uh, So this one, pretty straightforward right now. It's 83% of the money, 80% of the bets on Ohio State. Ohio State games, uh, 1-6. on the over-under this year, meaning six games have gone under, six of the seven for Ohio State. So uh, under, the under's hitting at a high rate for Ohio State. I talked about last week how they have been covering at a high clip. Uh, of course, they missed the cover last week by a half point because, as I talked about on the podcast, McCord untimely turnovers. If he plays a clean game, Ohio State covers that game easily. But he didn't. Rutgers is actually 6-1 and one at the spread. They're 5-2 and two over, overall. Shout out Red Fox. It was his preseason pick to go over the win total. Great pick. Greg Schiano has Rutgers playing uh, above their head. But that is completely through the run game. Uh, just heavy, heavy rushing attack from Rutgers. Uh, quarterback, running back combination. They have this Wimsack kid at quarterback. Last week in the win against Indiana, he only completed five passes for 39 yards, 3.2 yards per attempt. Holy shit. So... This is going to look familiar. This is going to look like the Indiana game from earlier in the season for Ohio State fans where Rutgers is going to try to shorten the game. They're going to milk the clock, run the ball early. Um, well, I should say I think what Rutgers may try to do, if you look back to what they did against Michigan, they hit a big pass play against Michigan. It was like the first play of the game or on the first possession of the game. And they, I think they want to get ahead because they know against like teams like Ohio State and Michigan, they're going to have to score a little bit, right, if they want to win. And they need to play from 
Uh, they need to play ahead. They can't get behind with the way their their team is. I think Greg Schiano is smart enough to know that. Will they be able to do that? Probably not. Probably not. Ohio State's defense, yes, they did just lose safety. Latham Ransom, but Sonny Styles, uh, 18-year-old Sonny Styles, he's ready to step right in. Uh, he His style, uh, no pun intended, fits actually for this matchup. He's a, a big guy. He can play in the box well. Uh, he's, a, he's a nice player to have against a run-heavy uh, opponent here. And again, this is a, a very good rushing attack from Rutgers. Uh, Manangai, Manangai, Rutgers running back. Uh, I think he's like second in the Big Ten in rushing. He had 109 yards last week. The quarterback wins that. He broke off a long run that helped him get to 143 yards and three TDs. Two of those TDs were just basically tush pushes, but still. Um, you can see what their offense is all about now. Defensively, Rutgers, pretty solid. They're only allowing 4.3 yards per play. They have a couple solid cornerbacks. I'm wondering if this is a week the defense finally puts heavy, heavy focus on Marvin Harrison. I mean, come on. Double, I mean, double cover this guy, bracket him all game. You got to have two guys on him. If they do overcompensate for him, you know, Egbuka should be back. You never know with these college football injuries. He should be back. Um, so I think Ohio State can find big plays in other ways if they do overcompensate for Marvin Harrison, which I think they, they have to. Otherwise, the dude's just going to keep killing people. I mean, he's over 100 in his past five games, touchdown in each, jumping onto the Heisman scene. Excuse me, I got a little rogue in here. It helps helps me think through these. But uh, I, I do think this could stay close uh, for a little bit, but I'm actually thinking Ohio State covers this 18-and-a-half. As I said, you know, last week they missed on the hook to cover, but uh, they covered, like, what, their previous three before that um, have been pretty close to covering after, you know, they slow start to the season, but since then Ohio State's been right at their spreads. So I think Ohio State can pull away this one, find other ways to generate uh, offense, even if they take away Harrison. Um, you know, Travion Henderson back last week at running back looked amazing. Uh, now we have Mayan Williams out for the season, which I don't mean to be rude, but uh, all respect to Mayan Williams, everything he's brought to the program. But I actually think this could be a net positive for Ohio State to get more explosive playmakers in there. Yes, Mayan Williams, great by the goal line. Uh, but um, I, I think getting down Hayden in there and relying on him more is just a positive for the offense. We've seen the offense start to open up more and more. And again, it all comes down to Kyle McCord. If he can play clean, get the ball in the playmaker's hands, I think Ohio State... Uh, you know, can can win this game. Rutgers is going to have a hell of a time scoring. I think Jim Knowles on defense is going to have a lot of run blitzes uh, set up to keep Rutgers in third and long situations. And if they are in those third and long situations, it's going to be lights out uh, for their offense. So I do think Ohio State can end up covering this game, uh, covering the spread by the end of the game. Let's get juicy here. Kansas State. At Texas, Texas minus four and a half at home, 49 and a half point over under. This is another noon kickoff. Uh, money's pretty even on this one for the for the bets. Uh, 69% of the tickets, though, are on Texas. Kansas State is uh, five and two at the spread. And on the Texas side, uh, what's notable there is Texas, they're two and six on the over under. So six of their games have hit the under. So they are leaning under in their games as well. Uh, Kansas State, their past two games, they've outscored their opponents like 80-something to three. 
They're just smashing people. They're coming alive. Their two losses this year were both on the road to respectable opponents, Missouri and Oklahoma State. Um, man, if you just watch Kansas State, watch the past two games, and they just you can tell that they're like they're coming alive. Their offense is extremely physical. Their offensive line is. I mean, they played freaking Houston last week. Okay, so like nothing crazy. It was like a manhandling. They were just putting people on their asses. Amazing offensive line. Tight ends to complement it. Their run game is so dynamic. They run these jet sweeps. Uh, they get uphill. Uh, Giddens, a running back. Very solid player. Rushing quarterback. They even mix in, uh, I think he's a freshman uh, four-star. Was he, he comes in as well to add just, he's a little more uh, dynamic than their starting quarterback. Even though their starting quarterback, uh, he's like 6'5", and he can run too, so... Guys, I'm uh, I'm I'm riding Kansas State here. Uh, I'm surprised that more people aren't hyping up this potential upset. Uh, it is in Texas, but the thing is, Texas is still going to be without Quinn Ewers at quarterback. And if you watched that game last week with Texas and BYU, uh, backup quarterback Malik Murphy, man, he had some really bad plays, bad turnovers, horrible, horrible interception where he just like threw it up, uh, another fumble. He is uh, he is a good athlete. He's like 6'5", so big dude. He can throw the ball down the field. And obviously, uh, Texas run game uh, with Brooks in the backfield is dynamic there. So really what this comes down to is can Kansas State limit big plays? If they make Texas methodically move the ball down the field, I think Murphy's going to make some mistakes. And I think that game environment favors Kansas State. Uh, I kind of like potentially like the under here in this one. Uh, at 49 and a half and I am taking Kansas State uh, you know if you want to take uh, take those four and a half points that's fine I'm just playing it riskier I'm taking the money line I'm taking Kansas State I'm, I'm taking the hotter team to come in um, and uh, and win in Texas again take the spread if you want I also like the under because I think Texas is going to have a hard time scoring last week against BYU they they uh, had like a kick return or was it a block some kind of some kind of special team score some other turnovers uh, all their points came on short fields so this is just setting up really well in my opinion for Kansas State uh, I'm not overthinking it I I'm taking uh, Kansas State in this one I really like where they're at as a team and uh, I I should say though Texas defensive line seems very physical so I think what Kansas State could do is on these jet sweeps that's where they could find uh, a lot of success, and in the quarterback run game, uh, and that could give Texas problems. But I am riding with KSU. Notre Dame at Clemson. Clemson plus three, 44.5 point over under, another noon kickoff. This one's scary because, guys, Clemson uh, Clemson doesn't have an offense, okay? Like, they, they don't have playmakers. Uh, now Shipley, their running back's banged up. It's uncertain if he's going to play, so that's like, Man, if he's out, they they really have just nothing on on offense. Okay, um, I plugged this into the model on collegefootballnerds.com. Shout out to what they do over there. Nice little uh, site they have. They have a model where you can plug in teams. Obviously, not the be all end all or anything, but sometimes I like to plug it in just to see what their model says. Their model had this at twenty seven to nine Notre Dame over Clemson. Okay, again, this is in Clemson. Obviously, Clemson in a weird spot. You got Dabo Sweeney. Uh, freaking out on kids on the radio show, uh, talking shit, uh, which I, I kind of enjoyed. I mean, stick up for yourself, whatever. But, you know, the Clemson 4-4 four and four in a weird spot. 
the problem here is that this is just one of those trap games where it sh- it feels like it should be Notre Dame minus six, right? Like Notre Dame minus six and a half or whatever. Uh, even Red Fox said that when he was talking about this game. 90% of the money is on Notre Dame. 90% of the tickets on Notre Dame. Notre Dame is 6-2 and two at the spread. Clemson's only 2-5 and five at the spread. Uh, Clemson's games are going under at a high clip as well. But at 44 and a half, uh, that's not a number I really... <sighs> crazy. I, I would still lean the under, but um, I wish that was a little bit higher because I do think this is like right at that. I think it could be like 24-17. I do think Clemson could find a couple ways to score being at home, being up for this game against Notre Dame. Um, I'm not betting this one, okay? I am staying away just because it's so lopsided. It just feels very, very trappy. Uh, I, I don't like it, but that is the layout. I think Shipley being banged up for Clemson is a big deal. Um, their quarterback still makes a ton of mistakes. You know, Red Fox was calling that out as well. He thinks he's going to make more turnovers against this Notre Dame defense, which is finding its stride once again. Uh, Clemson's run D and defense overall really is still pretty solid. So, um, you know, they could uh, put up a fight against Estime and company on Notre Dame side. Uh, again, not betting this one. If the money wasn't so lopsided, uh, maybe I, w- I would lean Notre Dame, who's been playing, uh, you know, find, again, find their stride overall lately. So just the way the number, the betting numbers lay out there, I am staying away. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma breaks my heart last week. You know, I got to learn my lesson. Don't, you don't, there's no reason to bet, you know, against teams when it's their Super Bowl at home like it was for Kansas, right? No need to walk into the Hornets' nest. Uh, Shame on me. Shame on me. But now Oklahoma is in another tough spot. They go to Oklahoma State. This is a 330 kickoff. Oklahoma State's getting five and a half, 61 and a half point over under. Pretty even money on this one right now. Obviously, I mentioned last week, Oklahoma good against the spread. They're six and two at the spread. Um, OSU, though, Oklahoma State also good at the spread. Five and two at the spread. The story here, folks. I don't have a real hard lean for this game, but we need to talk about it just because, um, my God, this running back, Ollie Gordon for Oklahoma State. Let, let's just go over these stat lines his, his past few games. Last week against Cincinnati, 25 carries, 271 yards. Week before, 29 carries, 282 yards. Uh, week before against Kansas, 29 carries, 168, and 200-yard games before that. Uh, the West Virginia game two weeks ago, he had four touchdowns. Okay, Oklahoma State is the team, which is basically Ollie, Ollie Gordon. They're, average, they're averaging 7.5 yards per rush in the past three games, which is by far the most in the nation. Guys, Ollie Gordon is minus 600. Minus 600 for, a, for an anytime touchdown in this game. I don't even know how that's legal. I've never seen that before. I mean, I haven't been scouring scouring anytime college football uh, TDs for you know before this year, so not tons of experience. But holy shit! So, uh, you know, it's it's all about Ollie Gordon, Oklahoma State's running back. Uh, he's kind of you know becoming a thing now nationally. Could even enter into the Heisman case if they're if they're winning and he's putting up such ungodly numbers. Oklahoma State's quarterback does scare me a little bit, Bowman. I don't know how legit he is and like how they're how good their playmakers are outside of Ollie Gordon. But, 
you know, we, we've seen Oklahoma's defense be a little susceptible against the run. Um, and now, actually, I think their top linebacker could miss this game, which is obviously huge. And even I don't even like Oklahoma's run game offensively that much either on the other side of the ball. And Tawi Walker uh, is banged up. They're running back. So Oklahoma's kind of limping into this game. Um, I don't want to completely discount Oklahoma. Um, I still think, you know, they uh, they could score some points here. And Oklahoma State defensively maybe uh, can't match up. But, uh, you know, I'm not a strong spot for Oklahoma. Don't want to bet them. Uh, maybe the over at 61 and a half on this one, just that, you know, maybe Ollie Gordon breaks some runs and then Oklahoma has to throw a lot to get going. But I at least wanted to give a shout out to Ollie Gordon on this one, even if I don't have a uh, a strong lead in, in, lean in that one. Missouri at Georgia. Georgia minus 15 and a half. 55 and a half point over under. This is a 330 kickoff. Again, in Georgia. Slight lean on the money here coming in early. I'm recording this uh, Friday afternoon for what it's worth. So um, obviously still a lot of action will come in over the next 24 hours. But right now, still interesting to me that, uh, you know, even split here, people aren't going after Georgia, even though it feels like Georgia's heating up. Missouri is 5-2 and two at the spread. Uh, their games are going over at a high clip, 5-2 to two on the over-under there for Missouri. Their offense is dynamic, man. I mean, they can push the ball down the field. Really good playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, solid quarterback. Of course, we know Georgia's been really poor at the spread this season. They're only 2-5. and five. Their games have been going over as well. So maybe the over is in play here at 55.5. Georgia's defense has still been solid this year, but they really have it before last week like been breaking games open defensively. Uh, last week against Florida, Florida just shit down their leg. They just had a complete meltdown. They had like a fourth and in inches where they tried to, they did the thing where they snap it between the quarterback's legs, direct snap to the running back, and the running back tried to pass it. I mean, they just, Florida just fucked up last week. So Georgia's defense sort of created some havoc last week, but, um, I, and then we have this thing historically where Georgia like doesn't cover at home. So what we're dealing with is Georgia heating up, a strong Missouri uh, offense. And I do think Georgia's offense is slowly improving. I, I feel like they're finding their stride in the run game and like learning how to use their other playmakers with Brock Bowers, their stud tight end, uh, hurt and still out for this one. Um, if I did bet this, it would be, again, maybe the over and maybe Georgia alt line like down the nine and a half. I Georgia gets up for big games, okay? Like whenever you want to bet against Georgia, and which I think some people obviously, are, you know, the money's not coming in for Georgia right now, and I think a lot of people know the home road splits where Georgia just weirdly doesn't cover at home. But this being where Missouri's like what twelfth or thirteenth or something in the new rankings, so Georgia's probably going to be up for this one. But still, I I think Missouri's pretty solid. I so the fifteen and a half's like. It's not really jumping out for me. Maybe if you want to do, uh, again, down like nine and a half, get a little lower number there. But um, I'm going to be anxious to see how Georgia performs in this one if their offense can continue to trend in the right directions. I think if they do cover the spread, it's through the run game. I think uh, they kind of just establish it in the second half and overpower Missouri. So we'll see if that is the case. Washington at USC. 7.30 kickoff. USC is getting three points. 
another one that feels a little trappy. I feel like a lot of people are going to be on Washington. Uh, 76 and a half point over under in this game. No defense to be seen anywhere. So right now, 62% of the money is on Washington. 79% of the tickets on Washington. My God, you know, was it last week? No, two weeks ago, I was. I thought USC could pull out the win against Utah. They kind of blow it down the stretch. I'm going right back to USC, guys. I think they win. I think USC is winning, and this is a parlay. The two teams are already plugged in. Again, take the take the three points if you want with USC, but I did Kansas State and USC both winning. Just a fun little two-teamer for Saturday. Uh, if you want to, you know, take the spread on both of those, I obviously did, that's just fine. Um, you know, USC is only two and seven at the spread this season. Their games are hitting at the over crazy clip. They're eight and one on the over under. So eight games hitting the over there. And again, 76 and a half over under in this one, Washington, uh, you know, two tight games the past two weeks. Uh, and the, you know, if this one's just getting crazy, like the defenses just don't matter. Right, that's the problem with USC is that their defense is terrible. It doesn't really matter in this one, like because they're just gonna have to score a shitload of points either way to keep up. And I think they can do that at home against Washington. USC still has. I saw Bill Connolly of ESPN still has them as his top offense and his SP plus ratings. So, you know, USC tumultuous season in some ways. I think Saturday night at home, Washington. Um, who's kind of, again, two tough performances from Washington. Their defense showing some vulnerabilities. I think USC just outscores them. I at least like the uh, the plus three uh, for what it's worth. So we'll see if my USC tingle can come through after letting me down in that Utah game two weeks ago. LSU at Alabama, the big one. Alabama minus 361.5 point over under. Nighttime game in Tuscaloosa. Been seeing a lot of chatter about the over in this one. Kind of makes sense. Okay, LSU, you know what, five, four or five weeks ago, I'm like, maybe LSU's defense will play better, guys. And then LSU can get back in the playoff picture. <clears throat> no. Defense sucks. They play two shitty opponents. Defense looks a little better. But overall, um, you know, it's just, just not good. In fact, LSU games, 7-0 and on the over-under. Seven overs. Um, so huge over team. Right now, 70% of the money is on Alabama. I really, really, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll grow some balls and just bet LSU, guys. The problem, the big problem, is that LSU is just extremely banged up on defense. Their secondary is is a mess. They're down like three or four guys or something. Uh, they just lost their star defensive tackle. Um so that's obviously huge against Alabama, who's just going to want to run the ball. Alabama's offense, very straightforward right now, where they're running, 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 go deep. Running, 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 go deep. That That's Alabama's offense. I I should just grow some balls and take LSU. And maybe I will. I think LSU can just outscore them. Uh, with Daniels at quarterback, he's been playing better. Um, and... You know, neighbors at receiver. I just have this feeling that LSU is going to outscore them. If you lay it on paper, um, you know, like position by position, this is another one. It was like the Oregon game, Oregon Washington, a few weeks ago. You lay it on paper, you're like, well, Oregon's better. But in some of these matchups, it's like who's gonna, who's just gonna 
you know, make the plays in the game. And uh, I, I kind of think Jaden Daniels, neighbors at receiver, LSU's offense is just going to outscore Alabama. Now, obviously, the defensive issues for LSU are a you know huge deal. Um, in Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban revenge game. You kind of got to be an idiot to go with LSU, but I'm kind of an idiot sometimes, guys. Uh, I'm leaning LSU. I think LSU just outscores them. Uh, could be a terrible, terrible pick. We'll see. Um, you know, you could go broke betting against Nick Saban, especially in, like, revenge-type spots. But um, I, I always like just leaning teams with the more offensive firepower. Uh, I do think Alabama can stop, uh, stop digs, LSU's running back, slow down the run. But... Uh, the firepower offense that uh, the Tigers have on offense, I, I still have a feeling that they could come out on top. So that that's my lean uh, for that one. Dangerous, dangerous pick. Uh, if you want, maybe just go the over. On this one, I do think Alabama can generate big plays. Again, that's at 61 and a half. Uh, i be curious to see if a lot of people are, in fact, hammering that or if that's just me, uh, what I've been seeing in the Twitter sphere and social media space. Because uh, I, I have already heard a few people talking about the over in this game, so uh, that's just my lean. Could be really bad, uh, you know, just because LSU's defense is so incredibly banged up and exploitable. But uh, I think it could come down the offense, and you know, maybe I should have made it a three-teamer with Kansas State, uh, USC, LSU, but. Uh, that is where things lie right now. Again, if you want to see if we come up with a Friday night play, uh, Red Fox was uh, sending some stuff over for Friday night. I'll look a little harder and see if there's a play because I love betting on these Friday night games. Uh, so if I do come up with something, I'll post it on the FU Instagram account. But otherwise, I'm going to get out of here. Quick rundown again. I do think Ohio State pulls away and covers again uh, at Rutgers, covers at 18.5. Kansas State, let's do it, guys. Let's go. Come on, let's ride with Kansas State. Uh, Notre Dame-Clemson, too much money on Notre Dame. Uh, I would lead Notre Dame, but it's just I'm not putting my money there with how that's breaking out. Uh, I want to see Ollie Gordon against Oklahoma, see if Oklahoma can bounce back, and if Ollie Gordon can continue to take over the universe. Uh, I think Georgia wins, but Missouri could could cover. Could cover, but uh, you know, I'm kind of staying away from that one. Putting the D on the T for USC, and I may have to put the D on the T for LSU, uh, but uh, haven't made a move there yet. We'll see. All right, folks, thank you all for listening. Australia, you are beautiful. Again, I'll be back with Beaver next week for NFL, where we are doing player props the rest of the season. So let's finish strong, folks. Talk to you soon.